0: Hey, you know what else is playing here? Rochelle Rochelle. Ugh. I wouldn't mind seeing that.
1: Yeah, you know, men can sit through the most boring movie if there's even the slightest possibility that a woman will take her top off.
0: So what's your point? By the way, you owe me
1: $7.50. Oh, alright. Uh, can you break a
0: 20 No, I don't have any change.
1: Oh, well, then I'll pay you later.
0: Or I, I could take the 20 and then I could pay you later.
1: Yeah, you could could.
0: Might be easier.
1: How is that easier? I mean, then you would owe me $12.50 instead of me owing you $7.50. Either way. Yeah.
0: So, can I have it?
1: I tell you what, I'll get the popcorn and the soda.
0: What do you mean you'll get the popcorn and the soda?
1: I will buy your popcorn and soda. We'll call it even.
0: I tell you what, you give me the $20, i will buy you a popcorn and a soda, and I'll throw in a bonbon. George, you're sapping my strength. July 7th, 2019. Hello, hello. Hi. Boy, do we have news this episode.
1: It's like super golden quality news.
0: Golden quality?
1: No, it's platinum.
0: Platinum quality? Maybe. Wow. You're really uh, hyping this up. It's going to be just disappointing now. It's gold
1: pressed latinum news. How can it ever live up? I don't know.
0: Did you know gold pressed platinum <laughs> is gold on the outside, but the platinum's liquid inside the bar?
1: I see. I started speaking nerds. See what happened?
0: Because the latinum, see, is the, the valuable part, but it's only liquid. So right. it had they, they they put it inside to the gold. It. Right. That makes sense. So you can, you know, easily it's trade liquid it. Liquid at room temperature yes. and
1: very messy currency. Right. <laughs> nerd. <alert>. Hello. <laughs> okay, so. Now you feel better knowing that, I'm sure.
0: The super big note big nose. The super big nose. Whoa. I don't know. What was that about? I was thinking Pinocchio-ish. I don't know. Hmm. I wasn't thinking of Pinocchio. That's weird. The super big news. Yeah. Which you probably already know because we might we've not stopped talking about it since it was announced, is that yeah. our unnamed new show has a name. Yeah. And it's called Dreamnasium. It is. And it premieres tomorrow. Oh my goodness. It is a sci-fi anthology show uh, based on the short stories of Jeffrey Thorne. Yes. Who was co-writer, co-creator of Phantom Canyon with us, Mm -hmm. which hopefully you've listened to.
1: Yes.
0: And he was a writer-producer on Leverage and The Librarians, and he was running the Marvel's Black Panther Mm -hmm. animated series. And he wrote Mosaic for Marvel and a whole bunch of other stuff. So it's very cool. His stories are really great. We're super excited that we got to adapt, them. we've been working on this for a very long time.
1: Yep, so, and uh, they're going to come out weekly?
0: Yes, it's different than our other uh, shows. For and those s-
1: of you used to the Pendant Way. Right,
0: it's going to have a different release schedule, and so we're not going to really have preview trailers for you in these. I mean, we'll have one in this episode for the project as a whole, but there's not yeah. going to be one per episode. Right. Because the plan is there will be new Dreamnasium content every Monday, starting July 8th, all the way through the end of September. Yeah. And it's going to follow uh two episodes and then a commentary uh uh, combined commentary for the two episodes format so you get two episodes and a commentary and two episodes and a commentary
1: because each two episode set is a single story
0: right there's four stories spread across eight episodes right four commentaries and then after all of that you'll have a big director round table at the end where all the directors get together and talk about working on the show
1: it's gonna be super
0: it's really great, and you're going to love it, and the trailer, if you haven't heard it already, but you probably have, but you're going to hear it again anyway, because it's later in this show, again. Yeah. And the podcast feed is up, so you can go subscribe to it now.
1: Subscribe right away to the Dreamnasium.
0: It's on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and, everywhere else all and our And if you're not are. sure
1: how to get to those things, we have linkies on the website. Right.
0: Just go to PendantAudio.com, Dreamnasium's right there. Yep. So that's really cool.
1: It is very cool.
0: Very exciting. Yeah okay so since our last episode we also revealed the logo for mage and machine which is very exciting the show logo title yes. uh, which was designed by dragon x blink who's the show creator and writer so that's very cool you can also um well you can find that on our social media feeds the show does not have a page on the website just yet because there's no preview trailer and stuff yet so we're waiting on that
1: yeah there's really nothing to put there other than the not picture yet.
0: But it's in production. The first episode is in production as we speak already. Yes. And the second is being recorded. So that should be coming later this year. woo Okay. Oh, there's still so much more. Okay. Uh, we are going to have a panel at San Diego Comic-Con. I don't remember if we mentioned this last episode or not. I don't think we did. We might have. But now we're going to tell you what it is. It's a Dreamnasium panel. Yep. It'll be uh, Susan... And that's, myself. That's
1: me. And then that's Jeffrey.
0: And Jeffrey Thorne will be on the panel with us, along that's with right. Barbara Dillon, who is the star of one of the um, four stories and appears in some of the others. Yep. So if you're going to be at the con, drop by. Um, it's slated right now for Saturday, July 20th at noon in the San Diego Library, which is where they hold all their sort of podcasting new media panels.
1: Yes. It's not very far from the convention center.
0: Right. It is easily walkable, which is why they have panels over there yep but it's apparently not 100 percent official yet the time may still change so check your san diego comic-con program when you get there for the final date and time
1: yeah just in case they change it on us but we're pretty right. sure
0: but sometimes they sort sometimes of sw- have to switch change. things around so
1: so yeah check the program or also you can check our social needs and we will let you know where to find us
0: right okay and then we have a little bit of Personal news, which we don't share a lot, but we're going to share a little bit of it now, because we have a comic book coming out later this year. We Susan do. and I wrote it. It's called Kill Switch. It's a cyberpunk sci-fi action four-issue miniseries. That's right. And it's very cool.
1: It stars ladies.
0: It has art by Walter Giovanni, who did is uh, most, most well known for doing Red Sonia, uh, especially with Gail Simone. That's right. Uh huh. And it's colored by Brittany Peer and it's lettered by simon boland and ed Dukeshire, and it's just it's just it's amazing it looks so good it looks so good
1: it's very pretty yeah you don't i mean we did the words but if you don't want to read the words you can look at the pictures it's worth
0: it just to look at because the art is so amazing yeah they all work together so great we will have um starting in august late july later this month or early august you can pre-order issue one which will be out in october or it's scheduled to be out in october um, the whole book is completed now, so but you know sometimes there could be printing delays or mix-ups or who knows what. But it's scheduled for October. And if you uh, are into comics and you check out the uh, previews catalog, it should be in the July issue.
1: And we'll also post the diamond order code when we for have it. For those of it. you who
0: do that, right. Yes. Um, so that's, anyway, very cool. And we're going to have a couple of signings at San Diego Comic-Con.
1: That's right. We have an issue one exclusive cover... Exclusive issue at San Diego. Well,
0: it's the same issue that'll be out in October, but you can get it early at the con with an exclusive cover that's not going to be on any other issue button.
1: And it'll have a little logo that says SDCC exclusive. Right. It's a collector's item.
0: So our signings presently are scheduled for Thursday, July 18th, from 1 to 2 at the Action Lab Entertainment booth, and Saturday from 5 to 6 p.m., I think it was? I think so.
1: At the Action Lab booth.
0: But again, these things can possibly change at the last minute, so keep an eye on our social media feeds. We will let you know if things change and you want to drop by.
1: And we'll put the booth number and all that, you know.
0: And we were thinking, if you drop by and pick up one of the comics and get it signed or whatever, and you tell us that you're a man of pendant stuff, we might have a little special surprise for you. That was th- your idea.
1: I know. kind of cool. I thought, hey, we've got a closet full of surprises. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wouldn't say full, but it has some.
1: <laughs> there's some surprises in it. And we're like, you know what? Other people might like a surprise. So
0: So, if you come to one of our signings and you tell us that you are a pendant listener, a pendulum if you will, then we will
1: give you a pendant surprise. That's right. Surprise.
0: So, anyway, all of that that's very cool. We're very excited about that. We're very excited about Dreamnasium and oh, there's just been so much. It's a so lot, much right? Going on. Okay. So, uh, I think that's all. Hopefully we will see you at San Diego. And if if you know you are listening and you, you come to the Dreamnasium panel, stop by and say hello afterwards or whatever. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah.
1: You should do that. Right. Right.
0: Okay. Let's move on.
1: Let's do it.
2: From Los Angeles, California, we have Christopher Gellstrap on the Hey, Stranger. Hey, everyone. Um, As we've recently discovered, um, you've not been on TWIP since 2015. That's right.
3: Shortly uh, after or during uh, when um, the pendant Shakespeare was doing Comedy of Errors.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And we did that as a Western, as I recall. Yes.
3: Yeah, set in the Wild West.
2: (laughs) So what have you been up to the last four years?
3: Well, I the last time you interviewed me, I lived all the way in uh, Georgia, in, uh, in my in my hometown where I'm from. And mm-hmm. uh, let's see, so I was planning on moving to Atlanta because of all of the theater opportunities there, because that's what my uh, uh, my pri- my primary uh, performance training is in. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, so yeah, so I was I was living in my parents' house. I just graduated college. I was thinking, okay, how am I going to break the news to my parents that I'm going to be leaving their house? And uh, journeying north to Atlanta to uh, try to make it in the big city and yeah. just kind of out of the blue, um, a, a connection I had through a professor in college uh, reached out to me and asked my resume. And then she got me in a Skype interview and she said uh, she she's a, she's a writer and a comedian in Los Angeles. And she said, Christopher, um, I want you to be my personal assistant. I'm giving you two weeks from today to move to Los Angeles and begin working for me. Do you want the job? Yes or no? So I said, OK, that's what I'm doing now. Uh, and so that was so that was almost three years ago. And so I've been living in L.A. and working for her ever since.
2: Cool. So, yeah, you would have been like right down the block for me as you moved uh, to Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Uh, Were you? Yeah, I mean, I'm in, I'm in uh, the northern suburbs of Atlanta. Cool. All right. Yeah. So now you're over by um, the main headquarters of TWIP of uh, Pendant. Sorry
3: not know that actually.
2: Yep. They uh they're up there in uh the northern part of Los Angeles as I recall.
3: Okay. Is uh San Fernando Valley?
2: Um I don't remember it's been a while since I've been to LA but uh yeah Jeff Jeffrey could tell you exactly where (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) so um let's see we've so we've got you in a whole bunch of stuff. You did the the Great Western uh, yes. comedy of errors. And what what drew you to that particular um uh, play versus other ones or Shakespeare at all?
3: Oh, let's see. I I remember being in in middle school and we were reading Romeo and Juliet, and I remember, I distinctly remember being one of the only kids in the class who who genuinely enjoyed reading it. I didn't I didn't understand half of the language, um, but I but I could like I could still get a general sense of the plot. And I uh, I, uh, I I got ahead of the rest of the class and, and just like binge read the rest of the play in a couple of nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was just I was it it thrilled me and I loved it. Uh, so that, and that the love of Shakespeare continued through high school um, when I had no idea I was going to be a theater major. Uh, and then uh, uh, through a series of um, uh, events that I don't want to get into here, I, 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 ended in, I ended up becoming a theater major in college. And on mm-hmm. my first play, my first play on a stage was Richard Third, And okay. I and I, I, I loved it. Um, So I made Shakespeare my focus in college and my uh, junior year. uh, We did uh, the comedy of errors in um, uh, at a Georgia Southwestern State University. And I was one of the two Dromeo twins. So if if you're not familiar with the story, there are two sets of identical twins, two masters uh, who are twins. And both of the masters are named Antipholus, And then their servants are two twin servants whose name is both of the servants are named dromio. Uh, and so in in my college's production i played dromio of syracuse because there's one antipholus and one dromio from syracuse and then one antipholus and one dromio from ephesus. um and th- sh- uh, shortly like shortly after that pendant started doing uh, P- pendant said they would do, they would do comedy of errors and i had done uh, maybe one or two uh pendant shakespeare's before that. Uh, so I, I auditioned for um, for one of the Dromeos and I was cast as the other Dromeo. So I got the chance I got the chance to play the other Dromeo. Uh, that's so, Yeah. So that's how I got started with it.
2: And with the um, different ways that we've done the, the adaptations, how'd you take to doing a, a Western after having I assume you did it just like a straight reproduction of the play as opposed to an adaptation like we did. we do them.
3: So uh, my, my my college will alternate every year. Uh, they they do one Shakespeare play per year and um, every other year they will do the play in period. And then every other year they will do some some strange concept with the play. Uh, so mm-hmm. we, we did that. That was the year where we We did do it in period. Uh, however, mm-hmm. we were in we were in Commedia masks using the. Uh, um uh, ancient Italian form of slapstick comedy where everyone's in masks and they're stock characters and it's a ton of fun. And I, it, it, I, 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 I love any opportunity to, um, uh, to transmute Shakespeare into, into something else to do something that, that the Bard would, would like, couldn't have dreamed of when, uh, when he was mounting his productions. Right. And, the, what's the, and that's what's so great to me about the audio format for Shakespeare is that you're not limited by um, uh, like the 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 physical aspects of the stage. You're not limited in by like what you can build or not build or what you can uh, afford from the costume department or whatnot.
2: Yeah, it's it's as much as you can imagine.
3: Yeah, it's just, just whatever your sound engineers and your voice actors can. Uh, and create with their imagination and their skills that like that's that, that's what happens and i so i, I think it's really awesome
2: cool since a comedy of errors did you continue doing any other shakespeare
3: so after well, we they did julius caesar i believe that was after comedy mm-hmm. of errors yep uh and so we we did julius caesar in modern times and i um i was a couple of the uh two different um uh, conspirators who assassinate caesar and then uh try to run the government afterwards
2: Okay. And then, um, you've taken on various roles in seminar. Yes.
3: Um, and then, okay. Yeah. So I'm uh, going, going back to shake to the, um, pen and shake for a minute. Uh, so oh, sure. we all, yeah, we also did, uh, as you like it. Um, w- but it was a, it was a high fantasy as you like it. And I got to be a, mm-hmm. a, a Jacque, uh, the melancholy who, uh, has the, has the famous, um, uh, speech about the different ages of man, uh, and the 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 uh, the um, all the world's a stage speech. Uh, so I was um, re- really really grateful for that. Let's see, and then we did uh, did a uh, we're starting a steampunk Henriette quadrilogy mm-hmm. um, where uh, so that's it's four plays that that Shakespeare wrote: Richard the Second, Henry the Fourth, Parts One and Two, and then Henry the Fifth. Um, a kind of about the uh, the uh, life of um henry the fourth and henry the fifth uh who are the uh, father and son uh so R- richard the said the main character of richard the second is uh, kind of ironically henry the fourth and then the main character of the henry the fourth plays is henry the fifth and then he's the main character of henry the fifth as well uh so i i i it's i i love that we can use like the same cast for all four plays because you can rarely you you rarely get the, the opportunity to, to do that nowadays mm-hmm. uh and so uh, i'm um, I'm going to be playing, or I, I am playing uh, uh Henry the fourth. Very cool. So yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what's what pendant Shakespeare is currently cooking up. Um, But so you, uh, you asked about uh, other things with, uh, you, you asked about seminar. Uh, yeah. So I, I haven't been on seminar in, in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, But uh, let's see, I, there was a really cool script about uh, a, a sorcerer's apprentice. Mm hmm. Some, yeah some sort of magician's apprentice who uh, was being he, I, I i don't remember hardly anything but I, I remember the apprentice was being tortured it was no i think that the the title is called the apprentice's choice and he's the, the this apprentice is being tortured for some reason by some sort of like high inquisitor and right. i don't remember what the apprentice decided but it was not good right. <laughs> the the ending was not good not for him no 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 <laughs> Uh, and there was also a uh, i believe um uh Vincent wrote a script called uh, uh, i f- i forgot what it was called but um uh dissolution of the flesh that's what it was um and i, I it's it's about this uh, these two kind of uh spectral figures uh talking about the afterlife and they're in some they're they're on some sort of like higher plane of existence uh apologies to vincent if i'm completely butchering the plot of your uh of your script And uh, I so I was uh, Dr. Solaris, who the um, uh, the the character breakdown said that he has a kind of a kind of a Gandalfy Ian McKellen quality to his voice. Uh, So
2: so I I pinched my throat and I talked like this the whole time.
3: (laughs) And uh, that was that was a lot of fun.
2: Do you do you find yourself doing mainly your voice or? inflections of it or or do you um like getting into more how do i put it um deriving other voices
3: yeah 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 Uh, i i really enjoy both usually Mm -hmm. because when i'm using a voice that's closer to who i am or closer to my natural voice it's easier for me to kind of uh, act naturally or emote with it Mm-hmm. um But often the the character voices where I uh, where I exaggerate something or where I I use make believe with my voice more often. Those are more um uh like those are just those can be more interesting and varied and fun. Um and and also those types of things are 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 usually characters that I would never be able to play on stage <laughs> because you know in person I am a I am a small sprightly lad. I look like I'm 15. <laughs> I, I am. I am twenty six years old. I have the face of a child, um, and so I so I am usually always cast as uh, as 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 teens and and college kids, and um, that's 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 how I pay the bills. I, I I play teenagers on. I I'm an extra playing teenagers on television shows.
2: Hey, there are a lot of those shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I I you know I'm morally obligated to touch on Genesis Avalon.
3: Oh yes, yes. No, I, I remember. I, I don't remember much from our first interview, but I remember how much you loved Genesis Evelyn.
2: <laughs> yeah, that hasn't changed. So, geez, was it? It wasn't. It was done by then, wasn't it?
3: I don't. I don't even remember. It's been so long.
2: When when we last saw you, who were you playing?
3: I was Aran. Uh, Aran is the this um, uh, demonic uh overlord which which was which kind of a surprise to me because when i auditioned for the role it was young man and so and and, and so i i i i was thinking kind of a kind of a um a tom hiddleston voice uh but then they cast me and they no no we want you to be this like this is like dark lord sauron from lord of the rings almost so I was like oh, oh all right so i'll Uh, And then they like, they they put such like effects on my voice that it was it was it was it sounded really awesome, but it was unrecognizable.
2: That character was not around for very long. I Um, I think it was only one episode. Was it just the one? Yeah, it was early on, right? He was he was talking
3: to Morgana, I believe. Okay. And there's there's just the one scene and that's all I remember.
2: Okay. And then, um, well, you know, Kat's working on. Patriot, again, morally obliged to, to mention that. So hopefully you'll uh, have a new voice. Uh,
3: I'm, uh, what, is, what is Patriot?
2: Uh, Patriot is the sequel. Oh, okay. Did not know that. Yep. Yeah, Jeffrey um, and, and Kat announced it uh, a couple months ago. Okay, great. Yep, coming in 2020 some time. And now, most recently, we can hear you on Kingry. Yes. Can you tell us anything? I think episode four or five, I think four, has released. Let me look. Yep, four has released. Anything you can tell us about what you're doing on Kingery.
3: Uh, so my, my character is Cal, Cal the Cop, who is uh, the uh, assistant to um, uh, Captain Madeline Gray. Mm-hmm. I don't um I don't remember exactly what um what's going on, but I know that the uh the relationship between Cal and Maddie is uh is is building in this episode and they um it's uh it's it's really it's really fun to kind of see where the re- how their relationship has gone from just uh captain and assistant
2: to uh to friends. Right, right. And and you guys have um Really, we're bouncing off each other. Yes, yeah, really well in the in the last episode that I heard the two of you in.
3: Yeah, it's 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 really fun to kind of uh, to kind of take one character um, in in kind of a more in kind of a more modern setting. It's not like um, uh, like uh, like set in stone for for hundreds and hundreds of years like Shakespeare. Uh, to, to like t- to take a character in a more modern setting and then. Kind of like, like build this story together, informed by uh, like what what the writers are like currently churning out right now. Uh, and just, just kind of see how, how things grow and develop.
2: Now you're you're a bit farther ahead. Are you enjoying where the character is going and, and what you're doing with it?
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> some 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 fun scenes coming up for sure. Excellent.
2: Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. Well, hopefully. Um, by the end of the season, you don't die, and we have you for more. Yeah, I, 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 hope, I hope that well. I <laughs> hope that as well. You, you've been with Pendant for a really long time. Do you remember how you found us? Yes,
3: um, and I, I believe I'm, 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 I'm sure this came up in our first interview, but it's uh, but I, I'm uh, would love to tell the story again. Uh, so well, I, I mentioned I, met, I went to Georgia Southwestern State University. Well, uh, and I, my first stage play was a production of Richard III. Well, the guy who played Richard III was Jason R. Wallace, who is uh, a okay. uh, he's a fantastic voice actor, and he is also in in a ton of pendant shows. And he, uh, oh yes, yes. Uh, so he was. He, Jason was taking a playwriting class um, that semester in college, and he, uh, one of his uh, so of each each student in that class. I was not part of the class, but each student in the class. Um, was was to just write one play like that was that was their task for the course, and mm-hmm. so Jason Jason's play was called "Fights in a Burning House," and the the, t- the title of which is derived from the phrase "Only a fool fights in a burning house," and uh, it's it's kind of like a post apocalyptic take on the story of Adam and Eve, and it's re- really cleverly done, and there's a lot of like meta commentary about um, uh, about about theater and belief and. Um, so I, I, I really liked Jason's script and, uh, I read for one of the roles in class when, when they staged a, when they staged a reading of it for the class and mm-hmm. Jason decided to adapt fights in a burning house for, uh, for a seminar as a seminar script, as an audio drama. Mm-hmm. And I asked him if I could, uh, if I could audition for it. And he, uh, cool. was, he, he was more than happy to, to lend me his, uh, snowball microphone and, uh, he, he encouraged me to get one of my own and he encouraged me just to, to start getting into, um, online voice acting. And so that's what I did. I, I was, I, I was not cast in, excuse me. I, I was not cast in, um, that episode of seminar cause it was only, it was only a three-hander. Um, and it like, it was, it was the first thing I, it was the first thing I'd ever auditioned for. Um, but I, uh, I was, I was back for more, uh, seminar scripts later and it, Um, began like that was I want to say that was back in 2013 Um, and I've been doing I've been doing voice acting online like even to the point where like occasionally I've been paid for it uh, ever since and it's it's been amazing
2: cool so what are the kinds of characters you like to play Uh, (laughs) we ask the hard hitting questions on
3: I like to play (laughs) any character um (laughs) Let's see. Mm, so, like, I I think that that question is easier for me to answer if I answer what kind of character I don't like to play. Okay. Um, let's see. I I don't like to play characters who um, are are just. So, like, there's there's like there's there's different kinds of villains. There's villains that you love to hate and there's villains that you hate to hate but you like but like you still kind of like they're still entertaining and then like there's yeah. villain like you might not you might not even necessarily call them villains um like they're just they're just headass um uh just kind of dicks like i i don't particularly enjoy playing those those kinds of roles um but i will do so if called upon because i uh chop at the bit for any acting work I can get and I okay. uh I and, and I recognize that that stories often require those kind of characters and so it's, sure. it's like it's a job that needs to be done regardless.
2: So do you tend to lean towards the villainy characters more than the letter characters?
3: I think I think maybe I did um earlier on uh like earlier on in my uh voice acting career just because that's that's like the opposite of what I'm usually cast as in person. So it's like, yeah, an opportunity to be edgy and be different from myself. Um, mm. And and, and, I, and I I still certainly enjoy that. Don't get me wrong. But uh, but re- but recently I'm uh, I've I've kind of gotten gotten past that that single minded obsession, I guess. And I I I just enjoy I I enjoy any kind <laughs> any role that comes my way, okay, for the most part.
2: Now, do you have any other projects in pendant that you've got going on?
3: Yeah, let's see. So, I uh, for the for the last year or two, I've been uh, making. I've I've started a YouTube channel. Oh, cool. Um, so the if you just go on YouTube and search for Hark Vlogs, H A R K Vlogs, all one word. Um, I make videos about oddly specific topics. For example. Did you know that uh, Martin Luther, the Protestant reformer, the guy who nailed 95 theses to the door of a Catholic church in 1517, he was obsessed with poop jokes. So like every day he would wake up and he would get on the toilet and he would say that he would like, he would say, I am taking a shit on the devil. The devil is in this toilet and I am pooping on him. Or like anytime he disagreed with uh, the Pope and he like, no matter what Pope it was, he, he found something to disagree, but he would compare the popes to um to butts and farts and like anytime the papal the, the the pope like issued a um a bull or a statement or something he would say he would say what oh what a loud thunderous fart this pope just issued um i i'm surprised he doesn't tear his entire belly apart like stuff like that uh and it's 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 pretty ridiculous so that, like that's one let's see um clownfish when they uh so a, a clownfish uh, routinely change their sex as part of their natural life cycle um okay let's see if you, if you if you enjoy video games um uh undyne in the uh if in, uh, popular indie game undertale undyne uh is um uh, is actual is actually part of a, a, a an alchemical heritage that you see in uh, in like mythology and folklore, that traits all the tra- that tra- that can be traced all the way back to uh, the famous alchemist Paracelsus. Um, uh, you, if you're in- into Full Metal Alchemist, is the the guy uh, up- upon whom uh, the character uh, von Hohenheim is based. So just like rabbit trails like that, odd things about history. Um, that's like that. That's that's the kind of stuff you can expect on my YouTube channel. Interesting.
2: There's a show, uh, we'll, we'll talk after, there's a show that I saw on Netflix I think you'll like. Um, what is it? Um, it's called Historical Roasts. So think of the, the Friar roasts that, that have been done in Hollywood for, you know, decades. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Done by historical figures.
3: Okay, yeah, I've, I've heard of the show, but I haven't I haven't given it, a, given it a watch yet.
2: The first one was the roast of Abraham Lincoln done by his wife, John Wilkes Booth, and Harriet Tubman.
3: Oh my goodness. That's that sounds amazing.
2: It was um Lincoln is played by um oh, what's his name from Full House um Bob Saget. Okay, yeah. And John Wilkes Booth is John Stamos, also from Full nice. House. So there was a nice. Nice, yeah. Full house jokes and um yeah, it it was quite interesting. And there's uh, six episodes for the first season. Okay, yeah. So you you would get a kick out of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll add that to my queue. Can people find you on um, social media?
3: Yes. So I am uh, the Gilstrap on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Awesome. So just T H uh, E G I L S T R A P. All right. And then, of course, uh, Hark Vlogs
2: on YouTube very cool um now we do these things called bullet questions um just answer as quickly as you possibly can favorite muppet
3: um oh the uh, i i I don't know his name but it's the it's the one who um it's it's not the count but it's like this creepy like like nightmare creature um it's like uncle uh, uncle horrifying or something like that uh but that's 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 my favorite muppet i'm
2: i'm stumped a
3: second favorite Muppet is the Count.
2: Okay. Uh, favorite Marvel
3: movie? <sighs> um. Uh. the The first Ant Man. I love the first Ant Man so much.
2: Favorite DC movie?
3: Oh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> I've only seen two, and it's Man of Steel and Wonder Woman, and I I love Wonder Woman.
2: Favorite pizza topping?
3: Sausage, meat, all the meat.
2: <laughs> and. Favorite Star Wars film?
3: Uh, um, so I'm I'm a sucker for climactic finales, so I've I all I've always loved, um, Return of the Jedi the most.
2: Awesome, awesome. Chris, defer. Thank Thanks. you so much for taking the time. Welcome. Yeah, this was fun. I appreciate it. And uh, people can find me on Twitter at jg underscore qa and on Facebook www.facebook.com/slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot 5036. Once again, thank you. Thank you, Jordan. And we will send this to Jeffrey and Susan.
0: It's over. It's over. It's
1: over. Just the interview, it's over. Coming out Monday, July 8th, the very first episode of Dreamnasium. Woo!
0: And then the second Dreamnasium episode is July 15th. Oh, right. Yes. And then you have the commentary for one and two on the 22nd.
1: And then, on the 29th, Dreamnasium 3! wah Enter the Dreamnasium. A world of science and fiction without limits. Where humanity has spread among the stars. Mama used to say the universe was a wheel, with Terra Primus at the center and alternate Terras spread along the spokes.
2: Do you know, in my youth, I dreamed of this place? A place of stars above and below. A place of darkness and beauty.
3: I have left your atmosphere. Proceeding to
2: rendezvous point. You going to be able to handle this? On your own, I mean. Where mystery and intrigue meet. I've never had anyone look at me that way before. Like you recognize me. And I sort of feel the same, but we've never met.
0: Hold on. We're tracking something. Target inbound at .58 Luminol. Think it's your friends?
1: They're not my friends.
2: They're not anyone's friends.
1: This is Terra Nova 3, Bug. I wait too long, I stay open too long, I'm dead. Filled with denizens who delight.
2: And despair. You have gotta be kidding me with these heels. And this body? Have you seen this? It's a little hard to miss, kid. Okay,
1: so what do we know? He likes... red? To wear. I mean, just... red. Neck to heel. We see you. Your life, your solitude must be... crushing. Even for one such as you. Where just surviving can be a struggle. Faster than anyone I've ever seen. That's no...
2: no. Ha. How, how can that be? I just know I'm in danger. I've been followed, you see. Men in dark
1: suits with dark cars. They're hurting me. Well, they're in for a shock. I don't get scared, I get cold inside. And then someone gets hurt. The Winterman Project presents a pendant audio production of a new sci-fi audio drama anthology, Jeffrey Thorne's Dreamnasium, premiering July 8th, 2019. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Or download directly via pendantaudio.com.
3: This is so exciting. Aren't you excited?
0: It is a very promising development.
1: Coming out Wednesday, July 10th, Kingery. Season 10, Episode 5.
0: Wow! A real biped in my neighborhood.
2: Next time on The Kingery.
0: Welcome to the Robotics Research Institute. On our world, robotics are
1: a huge help to all of us here.
2: Hi. I have a question. Yes, sir? I was wondering if we would get to see any of the security facilities...
1: Yes, absolutely, toward the end of the tour.
2: Are you alright?
1: Just been
2: really tired lately. You would like time away? Time alone?
1: Yeah. Yeah! Uh, I mean, no, I mean. Just time alone. With you.
2: I would be very pleased to spend more time alone with you.
1: So, what do you have for me?
2: I'm outside of K Lux' home now. They've been here the whole time, like you thought. else? That's
3: not enough. I'm staking out their place, okay?
2: Fine. Keep an eye on them. I'll be in touch. Only at PendantAudio.com. This is Mage. I'll be dead in 10.
1: La la la, the show is almost done. Yay! (laughs) Okay. All right.
0: That's the end of the episode.
1: That's so weird, though. It feels like we talked about ourselves mostly.
0: <laughs> we only talked about ourselves a little for the comic. Well, and part. the
1: gymnasium thing. Well,
0: that's not us. That's it's a whole just, pendant production. There's I all guess. kinds of pendant people involved.
1: I, yeah. We
0: did write the adaptation. Right. Jeffrey Thorne asked us specifically if we would adapt them for that's him. That's true. So that's what we did. But. Okay. Yeah. All right. You get that all off your chest now. I feel better system? now. Everything's okay.
1: Everything's fine.
0: All right. Be sure to stop by the website at pendantaudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com/group/pendant, the Facebook page at facebook.com/pendantaudio, the Twitter feed at pendantweb, the Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com. You can find us at Pendant Productions on YouTube. Also, you could drop by the Discord if you want to say hello and have a chat. The link is right on pendantaudio.com, main page of the site cool we'll see you back here next month
1: this is Susan Bridges
0: and Jeffrey Bridges thanks for listening I feel weird mentioning like personal stuff on the show even though it's I mean like the comic it feels a little weird no it's a
1: little weird I think we should get used to it
0: oh you think so you're just going to turn into Jeffrey and Susan promo hour? Maybe. I don't think people will listen to that. We'd lose our three listeners.
1: They're already listening to it. No, it's not just that we're talking about all our pendant uh, stuff. Yeah.
0: What? What? I'm sorry, folks. Don't be mad at us. Don't be sorry. I hope you like the comic.
1: <laughs> You're going to love it. Or else. A nerd, and nerd.